2: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co host, writer of Mavs.com. Who got that dub, Isaac Harris? The
1: Mavs got that dub.
2: The Mavs are back. They're back. What?
1: I mean, what a fun night. What a fun atmosphere. These two, like two back to back games, the Seat for Soldiers night. Uh, where they beat Utah by 50, and now tonight. Like, if you went to both of those games, you hit the lottery because this is the coolest two nights, definitely this season, maybe in the past couple seasons. But, man, what a game, what a night.
2: What a night. And obviously we don't sound exactly the same. We are both remote on location. I uh, did a uh, last minute trip to my in-laws and Isaac is on the road back from the game and we wanted to put a pod out as fast as possible. So it doesn't sound, the quality doesn't sound as good as our normal pods. But today what we're getting to is we're going to completely react to this game. There was, there's so much stuff in the last, you know, the last minute and we'll, we'll break all of that down tomorrow or on the Monday podcast. We'll break all that down on the Monday podcast and have all that. That's pretty much all we're probably going to talk about on the Monday podcast. Um, Luka Doncic just tweeted I love Dallas. That's good. Uh-uh-uh. That's good. We're lo- that's that's what we need to see. So, uh, but yeah, today we're just going to react to everything. We're going to talk all about, you know, Isaac's going to talk about what it was like there, you know, the fourth quarter and everything like that. So, Isaac, when you when you first got to the arena today, what was the feeling what was the feeling from media from from players if you interacted with any of them what was the feeling as far as going in this game because we knew Steph Curry wasn't going to play we knew Draymond Green wasn't going to play it was going to be kind of Clay and Durant's game and then you know whoever else is going to be there uh the starting lineup was interesting they didn't start a point guard and it was just a it was a very interesting game going in so what was the feel in the arena Well
1: you know when I first I got there super early today and I was actually I uh, I was brought on to this radio station in San Francisco, 95.7 The Game, <laughs> and to talk really about uh, just the game, pregame, what Dallas looks like this season. And they started off uh, the whole like radio interview saying, "Hey, do you feel like this is like the best time to play the Warriors? Like this is their first drama in like 4 years or whatever it is." And I'm like, "Well, it's never really the like it's never really a, an awesome time to play the Warriors, but if you had to pick a scenario or a situation, this is the time to play them." Uh, with Steph and Draymond being out, and they're, obviously their chemistry stuff is a little messed up right now. But, yeah, I mean, just I mean the, the Warriors are like a traveling circus, and I use that as, like, a good term. But they're just – they bring – I mean, Nick knows, like, they, it's just the amount of fans and people – when Clay walks out of the tunnel just to do his pregame warm-up, do you hear a roar in the whole, like, lower arena? And you're like th- – I mean, that just doesn't happen for – you know, hardly any other team in the league. And so, like, it's just a different vibe the whole night. It was a Saturday night game. So, like, there's just the Mavs do extra stuff on these Saturday night games. And it it felt like a show. Like, kind of like how the Lakers do pretty much every game, I guess. Uh, it felt like a show tonight. And going into that uh, first quarter, it was the first time Luka could play, you know, playing against Golden State. The New Jerseys with the, you know, second time playing the New Jerseys. And, man, it it was a, just a whole atmosphere the whole night. And it was a big game. You know, obviously, Mavs have won four out of the last five. Looking to go five out of the last six, went four games in a row. Like, people were already shouting tank season for the Mavs. And now, look, they've <laughs> won four straight games.
2: They won four straight, and uh, Isaac. They're four and zero since unveiling the new jerseys. I I think we just got to keep them. I think just for the rest of the end of time, we have to keep these jerseys. Play with them until you lose.
1: Hey, I don't care what the jerseys look like. If it means they're going to win, they can wear a grass sack out there for all I care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Completely agree. Um, so you go there. The you know the. Uh, Man, the fourth quarter was wild. Uh, did you think that Dennis Smith Jr. was going to play at all in the fourth quarter? That that's, no, one, I of didn't. Big, that's one of the biggest <laughs> things that stuck out to me. I was like, man, is Dennis even going to get a minute in this fourth quarter? He was just running JJ the whole time.
1: What I mean, even okay, so you know the game starts, and one of one of the biggest things is the Mavs slow start, and you're yeah. so worried with with these tortures like Clay and KD. And we'll talk more about the whole game on Small Night's Pod, but I was just got like how the Mavs started. Lucas started off with two straight, like two for two on three, and you he just he won't admit this because he's so even, like he's so calm, and he just he approaches like he, and he says, "Hey, I've been a pro forever. You know, every game's a basketball game, basically." But it just seemed like there was an extra energy in him tonight against Golden State. You know, everything with Golden State, Durant. He was guarded by Igudala from this opening tip, and yet he had 10 points in the first, like, six minutes. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he looked like an all-star out there tonight. And so, but going into that fourth quarter, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it – I mean, we started talking about it on this pod before the season even started. <laughs> that it could J.J. – uh, fit better with the starting unit than than Dennis. Now, now Dennis didn't have a bad game by no means, and I think his defense is um, getting better, and I think he had 14 points tonight. I- I'm pretty sure he had zero turnovers, and that is huge.
2: Yeah, it's um, six assists, zero turnovers. Awesome night.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's massive. Uh, but that fourth quarter, yeah, he had the bench unit in there to start the fourth. Then he brought the, the starters back in, except for Dennis. And he left JJ out there with the starters. And, of course, we noticed that we talked about it all the time. And then, you know, Twitter started picking it up. And, yeah, I mean, I didn't think Dennis was going to get in. I honestly didn't. And when they called that timeout was, like, two minutes and something to go, I think. And Dennis walked out. I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. <laughs>
2: okay, all right, here we go. We're, we're actually going to get some, some Dennis time. Man, Luca just – he knows what to do in these late games and it it honestly just doesn't phase him. Like none of this stuff phases him, I don't think. And he and maybe maybe not phasing him is the right phrase, but like he just doesn't he doesn't back down from these moments. We we lauded Dennis with Jr. last year from not backing down in these moments. Uh so you know he steps he tries to step up in these moments, but Luca steps up in these moments and has done it for so long, <laughs> you know, like he just keeps doing it, keeps doing it, and he came up with some big plays late. Um Twitter right now is just blowing up with Luca is better than we thought already. You know everyone's going at the people pre-draft that said he can't play against NBA talent. It's like he just did this against the Golden State Warriors. Luca had twenty-four points, nine boards, four assists, three turnovers. He was nine of twenty from the field, hit four of four free throws, and two of those were pretty much to, to ice the game. And then uh, he was plus eighteen, that led the, led the team, and he played just a, just under thirty-six minutes. I mean. Is okay. Is he better than we thought already? Like it just seems like he's already better.
1: Oh yeah. Oh oh oh, for sure. And it's not that. I mean, we said he was going to be rookie of the year. Like most people said that, and a lot of the um, he's like the playmaking and passing and all of that is is like we didn't think there would be a learning curve for that. What he is immediately better at that I thought would take a a long period of time, or at least just this first year, is adjusting to the athleticism and the length of the NBA. And, yeah, I mean, he still has ways to get better. But, I mean, he's already up 20-point-per-game score. I mean, that that's just, like, incredible. I mean, I thought it was going to be a uh, – I, I thought it was going to be, like, 16, you know, something like that. But the dude can – you can literally give him the ball and say, go get me a basket. And his ability – he shifts his body. He say, he's not like a dentist that can get to the basket, but he 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 can shift his body in the paint and pull off these one-handed floaters, little, you know, jump shots in the paint. And we saw it late in that one really clutch basket that gave the Mavs a one-point lead. And it's, it's just, yeah, he, short answer or whatever long answer it is, yes, he is better <laughs> than we thought he would. And we thought he would be pretty good from the very beginning.
2: Yeah, like before the season, I was saying that his ceiling this season could be an all star. And even like when the season first started, I was like, man, did I did I overstate that? You know, am I putting, you know, are we piling on on this guy? Are we trying to, you know, say too much? And I think I was completely right on with that. <laughs> and honestly, if this team, you know, if they obviously if they keep it up like this, they end up, you know, improving their record by a ton. If, if this is the team that they're going to be, this team over the last, you know, six games if this is the team that the Mavericks are and they end up improving their record to, you know, getting to 500 and above 500, then Luca might have a shot, (laughs) especially with the the West, the West being, you know, in turmoil in certain places that usually have, you know, all multiple all-stars.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about that and that immediately I just wanted to dismiss it, but it's hard to, kind of look at it. yeah I mean they would definitely have to be in a playoff team from the all star break like you know at the
2: six or seven spot for them to be considered like, for it. But like here's the difference in standings right now. So Houston is the eighth seed right now. They're eight and seven. The Mavericks are seven and eight. <laughs> you know like that's that's yeah. the, the difference. It's two games between uh no just, just one game essentially between uh between Houston and, and Dallas. And that's the difference between the eighth seed and the thirteenth seed right now. I mean, a couple more games here and they could, you know, vault themselves back up right into it. I mean, the the gap is is not very wide, which also leaves a you know, large gap for error, you know. Um you it just lose a couple games the all the way here.
1: Yeah, and, and then you just you know, if you look at the all-star stuff, you know, LeBron LeBron, KD and A D will be the starting front court, and then that – those back, those uh, backup forward spots. You know, there are two guards and then three forwards and then two wild card spots. So, like, you just start looking at the the people that he would have to go up against and beat for a spot like that. Somebody like a Jokic or a Paul George. You know, somebody for those front court spots. And yeah, I think it just you know just come down to it. Really, just depends on how how close it, is he to like a triple double type of stat line and how high up
2: are the Mavericks on, on the standings. But, yeah, I mean well, – I mean, I, think I, don't think, I don't think it's realistic for him to be an all-star, obviously. I'm just saying that the conversation is not as crazy as even we thought at the beginning of the season, even when I said that. <laughs> you know, like he, the way he's played has, has proven us right in that regard. Um, people on Twitter are saying, make sure you give love to Harrison Barnes tonight. That, that last defensive right. play on Kevin Durant, oh, my gosh.
1: That was my next. That was my next thing that I wanted to get in for sure. I mean, what a game! I mean, Harrison Barnes. Like, I mean, Rick Carlisle talked about it in post game tonight and saying, "Hey, Harrison and Luca carried us offensively, and some big time shots by him. He had that jab step on Clay that he just you know started just going back and forth, crossing over, jab step, step back three, right in his face. And I don't know if people can see it on the broadcast, but he like hit Clay on the butt right after like gotcha and." um <laughs> <laughs> he just got some big baskets tonight. And listen, it's Kevin Durant, man. That just is going to put up 30 or 40 on anybody. It's yeah. just a matter of can you make his life hard? And Harrison played a heck of a defense tonight on him. And, like, super, super shout, damn And Carl talked about Harrison's defense tonight in the post game press comments, how much he's really taken ownership of that. And, um, yeah, hats off to Harrison Barnes tonight. Big time, big time game. If him and Luca can play, can be that. Yeah, combo like that. And Harrison can can be that like two way, a legit two way type of guy that that's huge for Dallas.
2: And that that's this is the the way that we envision this team playing when we before the season, you know, and even during the season, we we're like, OK, this team at its most optimal is going to have Luca handling the ball, you know, in, initiating the offense. Harrison Barnes is going to be, you know, he can get his buckets. He's going to be able to, you know, bail them out every once in a while from you know shot clock situations he'll be able to finish plays uh you know whether it's you know cutting or whether it's these you know catch and shoot shots which he hit a couple of those tonight um and then the defensive end with with some of the offensive load taken off of Harrison Barnes he should be able to pick up a bigger defensive load because that's been the conversation last two years and I think Carlisle even said it after the game that um that Harrison Barnes has this is his best defensive performance, I think, since he's been here. And that he, the last couple of games have been—he's been at his best defensively since he came to Dallas. Um, and so it, it's working out in that regard for sure. Uh, and another thing, Carlisle said after the game, uh, is it like the pieces are starting to come together and that this team is starting to bond. So let's let's listen to Carlisle real quick talk about um, you know the pieces and how this team is starting to gel together.
1: Well, there's a tur- there's a togetherness. AND A BOND THAT'S BEING BUILT WITH THE GUYS IN THE LOCKER ROOM. Um, THEY'RE REALLY SACRIFICING
0: FOR EACH OTHER. YOU KNOW, THEY'RE, they're GIVING THEMSELVES UP DEFENSIVELY uh, VIRTUALLY EVERY TIME DOWN. Um, OUR BALL MOVEMENT IS GETTING BETTER. AND, YOU KNOW, BUT THIS IS, THIS IS NO PICNIC IN THE WESTERN CONFERENCE. I MEAN, uh, THIS IS JUST, uh, IT'S INSANITY HERE. YOU KNOW, LOOK AT THE SCHEDULE. and YOU KNOW, MONDAY WE'RE PLAYING.
1: Um, THE DIVISION LEADERS, YOU KNOW, MEMPHIS, uh and so um but the guys are making strides but they've they've earned they've earned the the success and progress that they've gained with
2: hard work and sticking together do you do you buy that or do you think that this is starting to like you be, do you believe that this team is starting to come together or are, you, are we going to qualify any more of these games? <laughs> so I feel like we keep qualifying like, oh, it's the Wizards. Oh, it's the, you know, the uh, the Thunder without Westbrook. Oh, it's just, you know, this team, that team. Uh, the Jazz just had a completely off night. You know, the Warriors without these guys. Like, is, these are – is this the first, like, legitimate win? Yeah, like,
1: when we say we qualify them, we're just pointing out that Hey, like these are these are awesome wins. We'll take it for sure. But yeah. you know the opposing teams are obviously missing some you know some good players. Now, the Warriors still had Kevin Durant, and Clay Thompson tonight. They're, the Warriors are the only team in the league that can be missing two All Stars, one of three, them who is a two two or three All Stars, one of them who is a two time MVP, <laughs> and still be favored by three or three or more points in a <laughs> in an NBA game. They're the only team in history that really could probably do that. Um, but, no, like, I mean, it's just a heck of a win. Yeah, I do buy it. Like, you can tell the – just the – I don't know. Really, I mean, we joke about this, and you even did a video about this just for that game. But that DeAndre t- thing that came out, it almost like – it's like it, it jolted them. It It made yeah. them come together as a team and really build off that and – like they just seem like they've really just used that as just like just foundation of, yeah, let's, let's band together. Let's fight this. Like we we're better than this. Carlisle even talked about, he said, you know, it just took our guys making a stand and saying we're, we're done with this defensive stuff. We're done being really kind of embarrassed and we're going to be better as a team and come together. And yeah, I mean, I think you can see it for sure.
2: Yeah. The the pieces are starting to come together uh, and it's, it's great to see. I think, the uh also, we have to mention this, so the video that i that I made is kind of um, and you can go to my YouTube channel Nick Van Exit, you can go by the way, just past two thousand subscribers i'm I'm like completely blown away by the response by everybody um oh,
1: that's insane man the fact that Nick just started making his YouTube videos like two like and he has two thousand subs there's people that's been doing YouTube for like I don't know ten years, and Nick is like rolling two two k subs there's actually somebody that. That, that text me the other day and said, literally, and I haven't even told Nick this yet. He said, bro, I found the po- I found a podcast I didn't even know you're on because I started following this Nick guy on YouTube
2: because of his <laughs> really cool videos. <laughs> so uh, yeah, true.
1: man, Nick's videos are awesome, go check them out. Uh,
2: but the last one that I did was about DeAndre and how this whole DeAndre story has motivated the Mavericks to you know to kind of band together. We've talked about it on the podcast, that they needed something to galvanize themselves around. And it seems like it's this, even though it was just a small little story, it wasn't even a full story, but like all these things are coming out and I break down all of that. And then in specifically that jazz game, there's moments where DeAndre is getting mad at refs. He's getting upset. Then he gets a technical, Luca gets a technical. And then after that, they go on this run. And I think that is going to be something we're going to look back on at the end of the season and say, man, that was like a, a really good stretch for the Mavericks. And those moments is what actually brought them together. And that's what kind of helped this team sort of piece together. And DeAndre, he he saved the game with his block on Drebko at the end. And I know Drebko's, you know, like a six eight six nine wing, and he doesn't really get the ball up too high. Like his shot release isn't that high. But he, you know, blocked him, kind of saved the game there at the end. Because Drebko's yeah, already yeah, hit a Lonnie. game winner. He hit a game winner against yeah, the Jazz. I mean, <laughs>
1: Well, Jurevko shouldn't even, like, shot the shot. They were down by three. So, even if he made it, they would have been down by one. But, like, Jurevko should have just passed it out to Durant for a three because I think KD was wide open. But, still, like, DeAndre having the awareness to jump up super quick and block that shot, and then Luka got the ball. Like, their passion and energy just seemed so much – like, Luka got that ball tonight when he got fouled that last time before he hit the two free throws. And he was just, like, screaming at the crowd, just super pumped. And, like, if, if Luke is yelling at the crowd, man, like, everybody just wants to be hyped. Um, I mean, just, like, the media box uh, in the press box up there, there's people, like, raising their arms. Like, it, it's just the the whole night.
2: All the rules go out the window.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All the etiquette, uh, media etiquette and stuff, like, no, get out of here. Um, but, no, like, it, yeah, it, this, is, this is a huge win. For the Mavericks and really big game for Harrison. I know we talked about Harrison Barnes, but you can fall as a fan, you can fall victim to this watching Harrison uh, during the game and feel like Harrison's like forcing things or feel like yeah. he's taking bad shots. And it's just because his game is just kind of boring. He's kinda of like a winged version of like Lamarcus Aldridge. It's where like you kind yes. of know what he's gonna yeah. do and he's it's not like super flashy, but the Mavericks just desperately need that second score. And and so far Reliable. like Dennis has yes, yeah, reliable score that you can just, we, we were tweeting out it, uh, when he was out saying, man, the Mavericks just need Harrison to calm them down sometimes and just having that second, you know, guy that you can just say, Hey, go get at the basket, this possession and you know, whatever it is. So don't, yeah, you gotta look, you kind of got to look at Harrison Barnes through a different lens uh, than some of the other players and kind of just his role with the Mavericks.
2: Yeah. The, uh, Man, another thing that we need to, to point out—I tweeted this before the game, before tonight—the Mavericks were six, uh, six and four when Dorian Finney-Smith uh, got twenty or more minutes, and then th- their four losses were against good teams. But when they had four losses, when he you know didn't get twenty minutes tonight, he played forty minutes, led the team in minutes, uh, fifteen points, five boards, three assists, two steals. Um, man, we're just seeing like a different Dorian Finney-Smith, and it's awesome. Like it is so great to see him like confidently take his shot. You know, anytime you know he gets the ball and he's there on the wing, he's taking it. That one towards the end of the fourth quarter that that would have iced the game early. Man, I thought that one was going in and it even like lipped off this this you know, the the front of the rim and oh man. What what did you see from Dorian Finney Smith tonight?
1: Oh, it just I mean, first off, he, he hardly ever freaking came out of the game, it felt like. He played twenty one and twenty four. I, I at halftime I tweeted out out of the twenty four possible minutes he played twenty one minutes in the first half. Jeez, um, it's it just like he he just couldn't come out, especially with West being out tonight. And no, I mean he just and it seems like every game now he just builds off what he's been doing this season. And if you're if you're over the next years, if you're an undrafted free agent. And you're looking at certain teams and the Mavericks are interested. <laughs> you, have to, you really have to consider them because yeah. when you look at what they've done for the careers of J.J. J. Barea, and now – I mean, I know Wes got his thing in Portland, but, like, they handed That's this card to Wes Matthews. And he, he, he has said Ma- Maxi, and now Dorian. If Dorian continues down this path, like, he's going to get paid eventually. And uh, we're not going to have him for 800000 or whatever he's on a contract for right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just – yeah, it's incredible right now for 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 the run that Finney Smith is on.
2: Man, yeah. So kudos to him. Uh, I think we've talked about every starter. Um, the bench. This is the first game where the the first game in a while that the bench actually had the, you know, they were minus uh, in the plus minus, and the starters were actually you know plus and, and like positive in the plus minus. Um, they like the, the bench. Doesn't really have an answer for big guards like a Sean Livingston, you know guys like that, Uh, Clay Thompson. Like they just don't have an answer for that unless, um, you know, Dorian is out there and they can, you know, somehow sneak JJ or Devin onto one of those other guys. But uh, again, I will
1: say this about the bench because I will say this with West being out, they kind of threw him off a little bit because West has been spending some time with the bench unit, and then two, if he's not in there, then you get a help, then you get like a fresh legs Dorian. And they were leaving Dorian in there, and you know Dorian been playing the whole game, uh, but like kind of each player, like Dwight Powell had this moment where I literally thought he like broke his leg. Uh, about yeah, he it like buckled underneath
2: him. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I was like, su- I was like, oh my gosh! And then he got up and had like an and one. Maxi had two massive blocks. And he, I mean, he can like he's literally like one of the best shot blockers in the league, and that's like not an understatement. You could pull out stats to prove that. <laughs> um, but JJ Beret, I mean. Imagine being somebody, a.k.a. House of Hoops, a.k.a. Nick Young, who thinks that J.J. Barea shouldn't be in the league anymore. I mean, that House dude, of Highlights. Yeah, yeah, House of Highlights. Like, I said House of Hoops, Foot Locker. But, uh, <laughs> but no, like, he really is. I keep on going back to that statement Fred Hoiberg said, after the Bulls game, said Barea is the head of the snake for that second yep, unit. And he's he's just incredible, man. Like, that, what that dude – my appreciation for J.J. Barea – I didn't think it would be more after 2011 championship year, but I think it literally just grows more by the day. It's kind of like my love for my wife, like on your wedding day, like, oh, man. I Like, I love her. I don't think I'll ever love her as more as this day, but yet it, like, grows, keeps on growing. That's my, like, affection for JJ Bre. He's awesome, man.
2: That's adorbs. That's adorbs, Isaac. Um, <laughs> another, another thing we've been tracking, Dennis Smith Jr., JJ Beret's minutes add up to 48. Exactly. JJ. Did it Really? Dennis Jr. had uh, 27 minutes, 44 seconds. JJ Brad 20 minutes, 22 seconds. That's almost almost exactly. There's a couple of seconds off there.
1: Well, I was going to say it. There, it had to be a little bit different because there was a moment in which they had JJ, Dennis, Devin, Luca, and Dwight in at the same time. Uh, it There's was like just a, for a, like a yeah, it was a brief moment,
2: like six second overlap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what it, you know, uh, I'm gonna take a wild guess and say
1: the Mavericks are gonna be working on free throws over the next day
2: or so. Oh yeah, yeah. What were they tonight on the line? Uh, 22 of 34, 65 percent, just under that. Um, Luka is four of four. Hey, DeAndre Jordan is shooting 90 percent from the free throw line at home. That's wild. He's five he's of 81
1: percent overall, I think.
2: Yeah, he's five of six from the line tonight. Uh, Lucas four of four. Barnes was seven of eleven. Dennis was two of seven. That's kind of where the the percentage drops there.
1: Yeah, I felt like Cameron Harrison just kept on missing them. Like there was audible gaps in the arena tonight. Every time they missed a free throw, and <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm game. like, oh my, like. And if they lost that game, it was just gonna suck because that was gonna be the 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 pinpoint of it. And you know, Rick Carlisle, he was asked about the free throw thing after the game, and he said. You know what? I'm going to put a positive spin on it and say, at least we were getting to the line. <laughs> at least we were getting to the line and getting free throws from it. Uh, so, what a world What a world that we live in, in which there's an end-of-the-game situation, and that you know that you're about to get fouled. And as a fan, you want the ball to go to DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> I, I, what, I mean, you never – did he ever think five years ago that there would ever be in a situation in which he would be the best free throw shooter on a team and, like, the like the opposing team wouldn't want him to get the ball?
2: No, never, ever. <laughs> never, he ever. But it...
1: F- Finney, Smith, Finney Smith got fouled, and then Luka did. But I was just thinking about that. I'm like, oh, who's the best free throw shooter? I'm like, and I looked it up during the game. I was like, holy crap. He really
2: is tied <laughs> at 81% as the best one. That's so funny. Alright, so we had some extra time and so I decided that let's just play Luca's audio after the game. So here's Luca talking about the game against the Golden State Warriors. Luca,
0: thoughts on tonight's game. You almost had a double-double, nine rebounds. You still the a victory for the team. Talk a little bit about how you feel. Well, I feel great. And we did a great job. Uh, we won like strength, straight, uh, four straight game in a row. So I think we're doing the great job. It seemed like you were down multiple scores for most of the second half. What was the team finally able to do to get over the hump and take a lead and for the lead? I mean, we were, like, always, like, four, six points, so it wasn't a big lead. Uh, they had a run in the third quarter, I think, so we kind of let it down, but we came, we came together as a team and we won it.
1: You hit that big off-balance flow in <laughs> of the raid uh, against Ege. How much do you... Uh, Enjoy having the ball in your hands in those situations and being
0: of the break? Uh, a lot. I mean, I've been doing this uh, when I was in Madrid too. I love the the last minute shot. Uh, you know, I'd love to take it, but we have so many great players on the team, uh, so anybody can shoot the ball. What are the challenges of trying to score on guys like Thompson and Durant? I mean, I mean, they're great players. I mean, they're for a reason. To they're the yes. world champions. I mean, <laughs> the world champion, NBA champions, so yes, good, it was good. very tough good. to start them. <laughs> huh? Solid, oh, man. <laughs> you, know, you, you mentioned you did this in, in Madrid, too. You know, does, is there any different feeling? You know, playing against uh, the Warriors, playing you know, on a stage in, in LA or whatever. Does this feel any different to you? I mean, yeah, of course it's different because uh, it's, it's the NBA, it's the best league in the world, so it's different. You play against all the superstars, so it's it's very different. You, but it's, it seems like you have the same same confidence, same belief in yourself. I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, I just want to enjoy playing basketball. Uh, that's what I do for a living, so I just want to enjoy. It. Her and some of the other players on the Warriors side before the game say that you have a lot of confidence. That's the word that keeps coming
1: across. The word confidence.
0: I mean, okay. yeah, that's the key for, for a player uh, to have confidence in yourself. Uh, the team, if the team has confidence, even better. So the confidence is a lot.
2: Did you feel that confidence really boiling over in the in the fourth quarter, whenever you was just kind of you on Droko and just kind of going at it and really kind of fueling that run at the end?
0: I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, I have confidence. You know, the team has confidence in me. We have a, The whole team has confidence, so uh, that's the key. Like I said, we have great players, so anybody can take that shot. How
1: would you describe the crowd tonight? Did you feed off that any?
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Dallas. Uh, they, they have an amazing crowd. Uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> And you missed that three-pointer and went over to the chair. The chair never stood. How oh, yeah, <laughs> mad were you at that? Final? Yeah, I was mad. I, mean, I made a mistake. Uh, they were in bonus, so I, sh- I should go into the paint. I know I made a mistake, so I gotta learn from that. Got the free throws to kind of make up for it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I love those last last-time shots. I don't get nervous. Is
2: Salah your least favorite teammate? No. No, it's my
0: favorite team. <laughs> yeah. Come on. In your you face. Ah, yeah. La cara, in español.
2: Everybody the okay? All right, guys. Man, what a great night. Uh, what a great game. We hope you enjoyed this uh, emergency pod. It's an emergency pod, right?
1: Oh, heck yeah. Emergency pod. Nick texted me at the end of the game and so said, We got it to do the bottom. I'm like, Oh, for sure. I'm I was super hyped for it. And like, hey, let's hit this reaction and uh, we'll really try to break down the game and win and maybe this win streak and everything uh, on Monday Morning spot.
2: Definitely. We'll hit you up then. As always, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out! Boom!